Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This episode with uh, Ted Barker, we got discussing industry events, the summit, the Med Collective, different things that he's been involved with in his leadership responsibilities at uh, Beckett Media. So thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, obviously, but also ComC, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. So thanks, Ted, for uh, sharing your wisdom and discussing what uh, is pretty exciting in the world of events for our hobby. So uh, here's our discussion, and I hope you enjoy it. And thanks, Ted. Even for the industry summit, which I direct, we have new competitors that are coming out. We're a big sponsor for the Mint Collective. I think they have a really interesting prospect, but Mm -hmm. there's some overlap. So what caused you to uh, not only jump in and say, we'll be there, but we want to help you and we're going to sponsor to the tune of this special coupon. They came to us and our thought process was, it's really two different events. It's a big card show, which is not any different than the big Dallas card shows that run now. Are you talking about the summit or the Mint Collective? I'm talking about the Mint Collective. I know, but both both have card shows now. We do, but I'm I'm telling you what the Mint Collective is and and why we decided to get in. And it's not because of the card show. It was going to be the first time we had our BGS out doing raw card reviews since the the pandemic outside of town. Where they overlap with us is they're trying to do a summit event where they bring in experts and they have panel discussions and expert sessions. That's what we do, but they're doing it in a different way. Their target there is for investors. They want more high-end investors. They want people that are going to Heritage and Golden and buying the five, six, seven-figure cards. That's who they're targeting to be at their summit. They're using... Some of the same people that we have speak, and they have some others, but it also costs you a lot of money to get in there. Our summit is for our entire industry. We have mostly dealers at our summit, brick and mortar store owners. We also have breakers there. We have online retailers. Our pricing structure is different, and we're dealing with those guys and not with the investors. And you don't have to have a special price to get into everything that we do. The first thing we, we did was we got Jeremy to be on a panel and we have Steve Grad on a panel. I'm going and Alex Soriano, my sales guy is going and my co-host at the summit, Ray Schulte, we're all going to see and learn from what they're doing in their sessions to see how we can in, in improve our industry summit. The guys that are putting on the Mint Collective are also sponsors of the industry summit. And they're going to be more involved with us. So I think the point you're making is what's the audience? So the first yeah. thing, if you're a speaker, you've got to figure out who's my audience. What do mm-hmm. they want to hear? At the same speech you would give to a room full of mom and pop LCS owners, mm-hmm. distributors, hobby insiders, advanced collectors, the veterans there. That's completely different than if you give something to these investors who are not concerned at all with completing a set. They're chasing the next great white whale or shark. Exactly. Investor based on the high end for their sessions. And we build our entire program around benefiting LCSs, the owners of those, and how to make their business better while bringing in new things to help them do that. Is Summit going to be a fall event? Yeah, they ask us about scheduling. They, they came to us uh, with all kinds of questions and we sat down and were frank with them about it. They continue to ask a lot of questions. We moved the Industry Summit in 2018. I started running it right after that, but we decided to move it from typically the February, March timeframe, September this year, it's the first week in October. But we did that because in the first quarter, there's a TOPS conference that they put on for their dealers. There are distributor meetings from Upper Deck and Watsi and Panini, 
all in the first quarter. There's the Super Bowl. There's the football championship game. There's the NBA All-Star game, the NHL All-Star game. These people are traveled out and spent out by the time they would get to the summit. So we went to these people, meaning the manufacturers, the distributors, key customers who go to a lot of them, uh, and they're just worn out. So we said, let's move it to a better period. And we went to some key partners like Panini and like GTS and like Southern Hobby and some others and said, what do you think? Because we're thinking about moving it to the fall. And they all said September, October is best for us and for the dealers We felt like that got them just right at the start of fourth quarter, just ahead of the holiday time, just ahead of the most busy release schedule part of the the year. So that's why we moved it. We we are moving venues this year to Harrah's right on the strip. We're actually going there next Tuesday for our first complete walkthrough and to diagram everything out to begin soliciting our sponsors for next year. So we're already working on it. I like the idea that it's a couple months after the national. Yep. You want to put a little distance there and not going to compete with the Christmas season. What about doing it in Dallas? <laughs> you did it in Dallas a couple times, but Vegas is a place that a lot of people like, but you can't lose as much money in Dallas unless you go to, actually, I guess people do go up to Oklahoma for gambling, but was Dallas given some consideration? Because there are a lot of things you could do if you were in Dallas with having the, the whole team here. We have given consideration to where we're going each year, and we've done focus groups. We've polled those that uh, attend the summit. So I'll tell you where we've considered, and then I'll tell you why it's not in Dallas specifically as well. Just this year, we looked at going back to Hawaii. There's a lot of romance about that and going back to the old Kit Young show and all of that. But at that time, all the manufacturers were there and they all put on a big show while they were there and the content was great. It was a smaller group of people. Now, frankly, we haven't had the participation. We've had Panini and we've had Leaf, Upper Deck, does their own conference, they won't come. Tops sent someone this year, but they have not participated. With Fanatics, Fanatics is a big participant with us, and they have already told us they're going to be a big participant this year. That was even before the announcement, so they could be back. So Hawaii is out, just costs so much money, and but more importantly, it costs the attendees an extra four or five days out of the office, and right now being out of the store for four or five days, it's tough. So we looked at uh, Orlando because lots to do in Orlando. We looked at doing it uh, up in the Northeast. We've looked at Atlanta. We looked at Palm Springs. We looked at Phoenix and we looked at doing a cruise at one point. Bill Sutherland came up with a plan for doing a cruise. Captive audience for sure. Sure. And then we've looked at Dallas. So many people do gamble and the glitz and glamour of Las Vegas. That's one thing. Uh, And there is certainly plenty to do there. In Dallas, um, When we had it here, we took them to a Mavs game. We took them to GCI to do that tour, but that's the one and done for these guys. Once you've seen it going back there, and we took a group up to uh, Windstar as well. So those are the basic things that we've done. Um, Depending on the time, you could go to a Rangers game or a Stars game, but finding those kind of things to do and finding a place very close by, if you were going to have dinner meetings, all of that. And a lot of people say the only reason they're doing it there is because that's where Panini is and they are. And it's not the Panini Summit. It's the it's Beckett's Industry Summit. And Panini is a, is a key partner. But that was one reason that the Tops didn't want to come to Dallas because you're in Panini's backyard. And it's one reason we looked at doing it in New York to put it in their backyard. But you're not thinking rotational then. Well, at that point, not, there was a thought that in every fifth year it'd be in Hawaii and every yep. so often it'd be in Dallas and maybe Las Vegas would be the, the main. We've looked at that and we looked at it again this year. We looked at it this fall. But when we looked at going to Hawaii, which I, I mean, for me, selfishly, that's where I'd want to go. 
I love going to Hawaii. All of us who are in the Beckett world, we love to play golf. We have friends that live on Maui now. and We like to play Kapalua that we just watch. But for all of the catering, for all of the room nights, for all of the meeting spaces, we're talking about three times as much cost. And it just doesn't make sense to go over there. Maybe a one-off, one year, one time, the time and the cost just... I think Kevin uh, Isaacson was saying last time, which was a few years ago, he said, I, I said, hey, this is great. He said, I think he was saying this is the one-off. <laughs> don't, yeah. Well, don't and he's he, come, coming back anytime soon on the, for this kind of... We looked at doing it both in Oahu and on Maui, yeah. and the cost just doesn't make sense. But moving it around the country, we're not tied to Las Vegas. Yeah. We just want a compelling reason. I hired a firm to help us look for 2022 and, and give us some options. And they gave us all those options. You can gamble in half the states now. Yeah. So Phoenix has all of that if you wanted to go there. Orlando has got such a draw. So we're not tied to Las Vegas. I don't have a contract passed this year, but I want to try and have 2023 done before the start of the 2022 summit so we can make the announcement. I think it's probably going to be in Las Vegas at least one more year. Yeah. It just seems like the summit could be when it's mom and pops to some degree, it could be a family event. If it's Orlando, that would have Mm -hmm. some appeal, Vegas. Whereas as we're contrasting with the Mint Collective, I think that's just serious investors. Not not just, but primarily. And and they they don't even want your auction item unless it's going to go for 250K or more. So Exactly. Uh, That's a a stratosphere of the hobby. It's an important part of the hobby. Do you think BGS has done a good job of catering to both aspects of that? You've got the very high end. I know when I was around, the mainstream of the hobby was the rank and file. Now there's a huge piece of the industry that's really aggressively going after these glamour cards. And that's driving a lot of the intensity and headlines of the industry. But do you think Beckett Media and, and BGS are straddling that appropriately in terms of the fact that we want to have something for everybody, but we also want to cater to the investors too? I think Beckett and PSA are trying to do that every day. But I think much like this uh, battle that we're in with COVID right now, I think that neither one of us were prepared for when the pandemic hit. And those everyday collectors are the ones who send in huge amounts of, of cards And so the last 18 months for us has been a real struggle. I think all of us would say we haven't been fair to Johnny Collector, but we've been going after these big cards. Why would you grade a card for 20% of what you could make on this card? It would be mind boggling for people to see the amount of cards that have come into our building and the same at PSA and the same at SGC over the last 12 months, just pallets of cards every day. And most of those were low-end cards from the everyday collector trying to turn a $5 card into a $20 card. So that's been a struggle. I know some of these low-end, they're $100 cards. They are now. And that's a challenge. So We have plans announced really soon about things that are going to happen for us in 2022 to address that because I don't think the normal low-end collector has gotten a fair shake in the last year or so from any of us. But It's not because we haven't wanted to, and our plans going forward are to move back to that as quickly as we can. And everything we're planning is to be able to open the floodgates again for everyone. That's a great question and a fair question. I think there's not a perception of the fact that you can't just snap your fingers and say, okay, we're going to double our capacity or lower our prices and open the floodgates or something. But there's some lead time required and training. Oh, my God. You're big on that. Mm -hmm. What do you think the difference is in training and coaching? I mean, well, are you coaching. training people or are you coaching people? 
I'm coaching people on my side because I'm bringing skilled people. My guy on the uh, advertising side that I'm moving into handling all of that, Alex Soriano, he's been in sales forever. He worked 13 years at Upper Deck. Yeah. I'm coaching him on our strategy and all that. Being a grader is a trained skill. More training than coaching. Oh my gosh, that is training because so many people will walk in. The, there's several reasons it's hard to to find graders. They have to live in your town and come to your building. Plus, they've got to look at hundreds of cards every day. I don't know how they do it, but they have to know what they're looking for. These guys, avid collectors, lifelong collectors that come into the building to apply for a grading job, and the vast majority of them fail the very first test that's given to them. Because they don't see. The credit goes all the way back to you. But the fact that we have a lot of our graders go back 20 years plus. The ones I know. But last time at the National, when I popped in the room there to say hi, half the people there I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been able to hire them. But those guys have the eyes of our senior graders right on them for a, a, a long period of time. Everybody comes in as a junior grader. Yeah. So they have a lot more uh, eyeballs on what they're doing and a lot more training. It is not easy to find people with that passion and that skill level and who are flexible enough to be trained to see exactly what they're looking for because we have a reputation uh, to uphold with every card that we send out the door. If it's a 10, it has to be a 10. The man in the house who calls-